With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Amen, amen, good evening, good evening, good evening, welcome everyone Good evening Good evening, this is Sister Lasada Oh, I I was having problems getting off Oh, amen, amen Oh, we are going to be so excited tonight, I'm excited Uh, Let me get, you know, I apologize I was having a little trouble getting on for about 
2.2 seconds, so everything is okay. So let's get some, I'm going to play, get some music going so we can wait for the other ones to arrive, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 
Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study. Good morning, morning, yeah. um, in prayer, this is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Minister Lashana. Good evening, good evening. I'm Jean, from Prophetess Gina and I. We're both sitting on the couch. Uh, yep. Oh, boy, okay. where did you go, Minister Lashana? I'm here. I'm right here. Amen. Amen. Like I said, oh God, God be the glory. I'm so happy to hear you, uh, hear Prophetess Gina as well. I know she's in the background. We love you, Prophetess Gina. Amen. Go ahead. Say it. I love you too, Prophetess. No, it's Sir Shauna. Minister Shauna, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Prophetess Gina, love you too. Prophet Bob, would you mind opening us up in prayer? It's a great honor. Praise God. Good evening, everybody. God is an awesome God tonight. Father, forgive me of every sin I've committed to this second. Wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, iniquity, and sin. In Jesus' name. Tonight's the night, Father, where we're going to learn. Open up our ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is about to say tonight. It's all about you tonight, Father. You are already on the call when I picked up the phone and dialed. You're already here. You're ever-present in the time of need. You're ever-present. All we have to do is call on you, and you will answer us and show us great and mighty things which we know not of. We're honored, Father, to be here in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you can do great and mighty things over each and everybody that is on the call tonight, and even the ones that wanted to be here but could not make it tonight. And, Father, we're grateful. I was just talking to Gina earlier how grateful we are. And I'll give that in my testimony. Father, hide Minister Shauna behind the cross. Speak through the woman of God. Use her mightily for your glory. Bless her in every area of her life. Stop the leaks. Stop the leaks. Repair the home in the name of Jesus. Put things in order and in place in that home in the name of Jesus. Rectify every problem. Put every detail in order. Let there be help that will come and provide by the leading of the Holy Spirit. 
I'm seeing a house, Minister Shauna. And in the spirit, it's a brick home. And God is rectifying the problems in the home. I don't know if it's the one you're living in or another one. It's my parents' house. And God is rectifying the problems. He, Amamamashe. And I see the Lord intricately going in there. The repairs will happen. I don't know when God's going to do it, but the repairs will happen. And you will get the right people there that will do a great job. The monies will come in to help. So this can be taken care of. I see this in the spirit realm. Here, Mama Shay, you have been concerned about this. But God is going to rectify the situation and the problem. So, Father, what you've shown me in the spirit comes to pass. And, Father, I believe that you're going to intricately do everything in that home that needs to be taken care of. The monies will come in in the north, the east, the south, and the west to help out. Make provisions. And I heard that in the spirit realm. Make provisions for Minister Shauna. Meet every need. And we give you the glory. We give you the honor. Ooh. We give you all the praise. And we know it's going to happen. Because all things work together for good to them that love God. To them that are called according to your purpose. And we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Wipe your amen. tears, baby. Amen. God's got it. Hold on, I didn't mean... Okay, okay. I'm in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. I missed you, mister. Okay, I'm Whoa. good. <laughs> Wipe your tears, baby. <laughs> I got goosebumps <laughs> over my head. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow, thank, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Was I was I correct on the home that was a brick home? Uh-huh. Oh my lord. Okay, this is okay. Jesus. Wow. What happened is that my parents' home that I inherited had a water leak and the water pipes burst in the roof and it caused two bathrooms and a bedroom that has to be gutted out. Due to mold, because wow. I don't live there, and I was honest with the insurance agent that I don't—that's not my primary residence. The vac- the policy that I have, even though it's it's over, um, it shouldn't been able to cover it. The policy I have, but because it was water damage and mold, it wouldn't be covered. And I pretty much everybody was like, "I'm sorry, but you know." We can't do nothing about it. And, you know, I just, um, and, you know, I didn't want to, um, long story short, I've been fussing with, uh, 
you know, we've been trying to get some of the stuff paid for because the roof also needed fixed because the tree had hit the roof. Uh-huh. So I've been trying to work with the insurance agency, and they've been slow to fix because the other part was the claim was denied, and we've been working on this since the beginning of March. And I'm hearing look into this a little deeper. Look into it a little deeper. Okay. There is... <clears throat> Help me, Holy Spirit. I want to be right. There is an attorney that is out there that can help you with this. There is one attorney. And God will speak to you and show you the direction in where to go with an attorney to look into this matter. I hear the Lord saying it will be rectified. Look in a little deeper, okay? Okay. Okay. Will do. I mean, because, like, because um, even it's been, like I said, I don't tell everybody my business, but, you know, it's kind of like it's, you know, I've that's my home. So, uh-huh. you know, we were talking about, I was actually talking with my other insurance agent, today because I have a leak in this roof and I said I had to go um, get somebody to check it out and see if it was hail damage or was it just a small leak and we so it but the brick home that's my parents home so I know wow that's my parents home because I was just telling the insurance agent that it was over $30,000 worth of I felt like it was $30,000 worth of damage and he was like, he was like, uh, it may not be that much. He told me to go get somebody to check it out because it may not be that much. And I'm like, you know, because he was like, well, maybe you could just sell it and somebody get off your hands. But at the same time, you know, I'm not about, I said, I just got to the point where I'm ready to clean it out, let alone going that far because that's my, you know, I was saying that's my home. But I said, okay, I'll leave the option open if possible. But it's it's been thank you Jesus. That's all I gotta say is thank you Jesus. So Amen. All right. God bless. God bless. Okay, well y'all know that's my testimony already, so let me just do it. Hallelujah Okay. Okay. Sorry, it does feel better now? Feel much better. Thank you, Prophet. Uh that's my testimony already, so uh, say praise God, cause that house need to be fixed in the name of Jesus. There's some other things need fixed, so why yet God go on fix that basement too? While we at, Amen. So, um, I'm excited tonight. Uh, tonight's gonna be a little bit different because we're gonna talk about forgiveness and offenses, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into something that Lord help me with this evening. But before we go there, I'm gonna always open up the line for your testimonies and your praise reports. Well, let me be the first. I reflected on today. I took Gina out on a date today. We had a blast. But during the day, we were sitting at the park that we have here where you can watch the kids play baseball games, even concerts, kids playing tennis and basketball. And we usually go there. 
It's a quiet place. Nobody bothers you. And that's where we went today, Gina and I. And we sat there and we listened to contemporary Christian music, which that's all we listen to now. And we just had reflected on the day. I can relate to going back a little bit where I didn't have Gina here at the home. She was in a nursing home recuperating from a mass on her right brain. And I spent four and a half months alone without her. Today, we reflected on that and talked about it a little bit and how I have her right by my side and I don't let her go. When I go out, she goes with me. And she's been doing a marvelous job. No more cane. No more walker. No more wheelchair. Walking with just a little bit of a limp in her right leg. But Gina gets in the car with no problem. Opens the door herself. Gets in the car. Gets out of the car. Walks into restaurants or Dunkin' Donuts with no problem. And I'm grateful to God. But I reflected on the four and a half months I did not have her and how I have her now. And the Lord spoke through Pastor Maureen Chen Daly and gave us a prophetic word at the beginning of the year and said, Gina will never be in a nursing home again. And I praise God for that because that was one of my things with the Lord that I didn't want her to leave my side again and she won't leave my side. I thank God for it. God bless you all. Amen. 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 I was going to come up with you for a couple of seconds. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go, daughter, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Amen, amen, amen. So uh, tonight, I know most people know I didn't put like a big announcement out tonight because tonight we wanted, I wanted to go into forgiveness. And that's what, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, why are we always, we know we're supposed to be we're forgiven and that we have, um, that we don't have to worry about the spirit of unforgiveness. But we also have to realize this is an ongoing thing with forgiveness. Um, so tonight, for the next couple of nights, we'll probably be going into uh, forgiveness and getting healed. Um, just a small topics, because right now, before we go into a, another, um, I always like give people breaks. Because sometimes if we go in, because since we've been going through first, we went through first, second, first John, second John, and third John. So in between going, instead of going into another another biblical chapter for a minute, I wanted to go into the Bible. I do want to do something um, that can, you know, not so heavy. Because y'all know I'll get, I'll, I'll start breaking out the Bible and we'll start going, I'll start going into another book. But I always like to uh, touch on topics as well as life application topics, and that's forgiveness. Tonight we'll be talking about the spirit of offense and the forgiveness. So, um let us prepare our hearts and minds for the lesson. Uh, Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. You're my Abba Father, my El Shaddai, my Elohim, and I give you praise. Tonight, God, I just got to give you praise because, oof, you know. You, you know. I want to say thank you. So I thank you right now for the open heaven. I thank you right now that your word reigns on earth as it does in heaven. So tonight, God, open the heavens for us. As we sit at the master's feet, let your teaching rain down on us. Let your anointing coat this line tonight, God. We want your anointing. So any wounds that need to be healed, Father God, let it be healed as we go through this study, Father God. Oh, anything that you want for us, let it be so, Father God. Heal our finances, Father God. Heal our land, Father God. Oh, God, I just got to thank you tonight. I praise your name tonight, Father God. I bind up every distraction, Father God, that will that is coming against this lesson night. But, God, I also thank you for the release of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. I thank you for the release of your anointing. So our your anointing release, so we will learn how to release each our anointing, Father God. And God, I just thank you, and I give you praise, and I pray this prayer in no other name, but the Son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So tonight we're going to talk about forgiveness, and you know we all. Forgiveness is kind of like sometimes is a hard topic because we have because let's be honest we've all been hurt we've all have been through levels and multiple levels of hurt and sometimes we've always when we uh, forgive people uh, things come up and we find out that there's a deeper issue and it sometimes it's like um, if anybody ever has been in a car wreck it's like like when you get glass in your back or glass in your eye or something or when you have a um have a flesh wound and you have to literally strip when if you ever been in a hospital and had been when you had glass in your back and you had nurses to strip your back, it hurts until yeah. the glass um 
until the glass is is taken out your back, and then you're so relieved afterwards because then you get a sense of relief. Uh, same way is about um, I have to say actually a cyst. If you ever had like a cyst or have something like a pimple, better yet a pimple. And that pimple hurt until you get the pus out. And then I know it's a little bit of graphic, but once that wound is open and it's drained and you get healed, you feel much better afterwards. And sometimes that's what we have to understand what offenses are and what what the Bible says about forgiveness. You know, forgiveness Sometimes we get forgiveness and reconciliation mixed together, but tonight um, we're going into uh, forgiveness. See, what we consider is once forgiveness. If you want to know what the actual, uh, this is the Loshana terminology of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the forgiveness is being forgiving or the release of an offense or release of something somebody done wrong to you and you and you gave a forbearance or you forgive it. Um, most people don't want to say okay an offense because usually offense and if you go into Webster uh, or better yet Google uh, the dictionary says offense is basically a breach of a law rule or illegal act a thing that constitutes a violation of what is judged right or natural an annoyance a resentment brought by perceived insult or a disregard of oneself or standard or principle, the action of attacking, and then re- reducing, and uh, that is what an offense is. You know, um, in the Jewish culture, when they have somebody would bring a pot to each other, say, I forgive the offense, and they would break the pot because when they would break it, it would no longer be, it would, when they broke an offense, it would no longer be put back together. Now let's bring this forward to what we do in the uh, in the body of Christ. What we consider an offense in the body of Christ is anything that's a breach of spiritual law against God's people, against yourself, and against your trans. Or better yet, the better word is used: transgressions. That's any transgression against yourself, against transgressions against one another, transition transition against in the spirit. And they're all about uh, that was either and better yet breaking of God's law. So that's what we consider offense. So if you want a clear definition of offense, that's it. In other words, it's more it's going more beyond just your feelings hurt. It's constitute a violation of what we perceive an insult. Like if you have something against your brother, it even says in the Bible, if you have something against your brother, you supposed to not give an offering. How are you gonna hate somebody? You you supposed to lay it down and make it right with your brother. Because how you can love me that you've never seen me, but you can't love your brother and you see him over there. Now, that's my paraphrasing. But in the body of Christ, we all go through things that, um, we all go through things that can cause offenses in our lives. We've been through, some people have been some horrible things. We all personal. We look back. We know when somebody, but I call it a violation, when people violate you in a certain area or your boundaries in a certain area, you know how that felt. But here's the thing about forgiveness. God has forgave us when Jesus died on the cross. Jesus has, Jesus took away our sins, 
because man had committed the first offense. You want to say who committed the first offense? Well, the first offense technically. Uh-huh. Technically, Eve committed the first offense, but you know, but the headship was Adam. And the first offense is that she committed breached the law of God because she ate the fruit. She ate the ate the fruit off the tree of knowledge where she wasn't supposed to, because of whatever you know. Everybody has a reason why the snake, the snake came to her and the serpent deceived her, but her offense was she committed an illegal act against God, and that's the reason why they were thrown out the um, uh, Garden of Eden. Um, and uh, Adam also took a part of his fruit, so that both of them was in a breach of a law, and it was an and it was an illegal act against God. But God atoned for that. And if you want to bring it forward, and I'm just paraphrasing, that's when Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross for our sins, so He could reconcile us back to His back to His kingdom. So if you want to say, what's the meaning of forgiveness? Number one, the meaning of forgiveness is for God to was God to reconcile man back to His own. So we are not, that's what Jesus came into play. See, Jesus died on the cross not only for our sins, but he also died. The power was for us to go beyond the sin and to be live free, free, because whoever believes in Jesus is free and free indeed. And that's what's the beautiful thing about forgiveness. Because of Jesus dying on the cross, we're no longer held to like, we're not hold, no longer held by the law that if we broke one law, we broke all laws. We're not held to certain things anymore because when we come to God sincerely to God in prayer, He forgives them. He doesn't think He doesn't hold them against us. See, when we hear the word that He forgives them and casts them in the sea for giftedness, that means He doesn't hold it against us anymore. That when we come to Him earnestly, whatever we have done, knowingly and unknowingly, we don't have to tell the world what we've done, but He has done this. So that we can be reconciled back to him. Two, our relationships to him. That was number one. Number two, forgiveness is also where we can forget we can reconcile ourselves to our brother or our sister or our family. Because he built us for relationship. We're not supposed not all the time we're supposed to be alone and isolated. Enemy knows if he isolates us, he got us. But God wants us to live in fellowship. But when we hold things against each other or when we haven't forgotten. Now, there's some things, I'm telling you, there's some things when people say they forgive people of. I'm like, ooh, thank you, Jesus, that wasn't my issue because Lord knows, LaShawn had to think about it twice. But that's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us, he does not want us to live in offenses. You know, forgiveness and forgiveness is not letting an offender off the hook. He still hold everybody accountable to action, but that's their relationship to him. We, when we, when when we are, we're not letting the offender off the hook. We are release of responsibility. That means God, God gives us a liberation that we don't have to live with that burden. You know, in the Old Testament, when violations were occurred, you showed it. You wore garments showing that this wasn't right, or. If somebody was raped and longer was you showed like and um like uh when david when his when his daughter Tamar was raped uh, she had she wore a garment showing her offense if you go showing that she was no longer 
a virgin and she's no longer uh a she was she was no longer married married marriageable uh, uh material or because she wore the offense she wore this cloak of offense there's so many things that every day that we have to learn what are we wearing if you notice in the bible um uh, scarlet leather everybody's read that book sometime the woman who committed adultery, she wore A on her chest as the remembrance of her offense or alleged offense. And we have to understand that when we ask when God forgives us, we no longer carry the offense. The offense is put on the cross. See, what we have to understand that once we let it go and we put it on the cross, that means we have, you know, that means we have given it to God and that he is going to take care of us because vengeance is his and it's not ours. So, first of all, I got a couple of statements, and if everybody has their phones on mute, let's go. Let's, I'm going to ask if it's an accurate statement or an inaccurate statement of what you feel what forgiveness is. Amen? Amen. Now, first, can Amen. you not... You cannot honestly forgive someone unless that person shows some remorse of what they did. Is that an accurate statement or inaccurate statement? I will say Can you repeat, re, okay. repeat it again? <laughs> okay. You cannot honestly forgive someone unless that person shows some remorse for what they did. Is that a true statement about forgiveness or a false statement about forgiveness? I would say false, because it's not depending on their feelings. Exactly, it's not. It's not, and it takes people time, because yeah. you can forgive yeah. somebody. Because I can forgive somebody easily in one subject, and other ones I forgive you in that moment. But it's gonna be for it's gonna be a problem. Me saying forgive, I forgive you every single day, until it release, till it can be released, or I can release it off of me. So that's the truth. You're right, Sister Bridget. Amen. Good evening. I'm glad to hear you. Amen. Now, <laughs> Good evening, sis. <laughs> number two, if you really forgive someone, you will want that person to be released from the consequences of their actions. True or false? If we release someone, if you really forgive someone, you will want that person to be released from the consequences of their actions. Oh yes, if you really, if you really sincerely mean it, meaning that you said, "Okay, I forgive you," then you just leave it alone. You don't keep bringing it up back and throwing it in their face. That is, that's something that you learn, you know, to just, "I forgive you." And it's not that you forget, but I don't think you should be repeating it all the time you see the person or conversation comes up. Exactly. Because, like, I, I agree with that. You know, the consequence of their actions, sometimes that one I would have to, I'm, I, I kind of also agree with you to a certain extent because there's some consequences that are going to always have actions. But you release them from it, meaning it doesn't, to me, it's kind of like this. Some some actions require jail time. I always say I leave it up to God about the consequences of that. Yeah. And sometimes I'm forgiving you so I don't have jail time. So we really in a good. Yeah. 
I mean, I was really, uh, there are some people who really know, y'all be like, okay, Sister Shauna, but no, I'm really <laughs> honest about forgiveness because I live mm-hmm. in a point in time in my life, I live in a point where I said I forgave you, and I really honestly tried to forgive you, but I didn't know how to release it. And There you go. And that's where I'm, this is where I'm going from with this. Okay, mm-hmm. number three. If you genuinely forgive someone, you should rebuild your relationship with that person. Mm. Now, y'all going might get me on all, this one. I'm going to say it no. It all depends. I'm, I'm kind of. It all depends. Yeah, I, I can high and by, but, you know, the trust issue, you know, once once they have damaged that, it's kind of hard you know, to to really get that back to a hundred percent as it was, so right. it's kind of iffy at that point. Yes, I I'm gonna have to go with you on that one because for me, I'm gonna be straight honest, y'all. I say <laughs> I will forgive you, but I, when I mm-hmm. learned this uh, about I say 2010, 2011, when I realized that I could forgive you and I was that liberated from the relationship that we have. Oh, that was golden right there. I thought that the world, God, God had gave me the keys to success yeah. because I can forgive you. But my whole problem was I always went back into reconciliation with crack with the level of cracked history. It's like I remove God will remove, and anybody know me when I say that? I, can, I know it laughing right now. But it was like I put myself back in the same situation, get hurt again, and I'm forgiving and get hurt. To me, that's abuse. That, that, mm-hmm. that ain't, that ain't yeah. happening. And, and that's abuse from yourself because you know. Exactly. And so when God told me uh, I didn't have to be back in relationship with somebody because of that, I was like, hallelujah. Thank hallelujah. you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was me. But God also makes room for reconciliation. So what I really learned in that step was it takes time. If reconciliation is going to happen, it takes two people to want to work on a relationship. You just don't go back. Now, some people just think you're going to be, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Some people just think you're not a stuck on stupid parked on dumb. But we forgive mm-hmm. them too. But that's a story for another day. So, um, And the next one is that if you really have forgiven someone, you should be able to forget what they have done to you. No, no. Mm. Memories, awesome. memories are something that is, it's unless you have lost your memory, right. but there's always, you you remember stuff, you remember. And you, as soon as you see the person, you remember what they did, whether it's good or bad. It's not that you're holding grudges or you're rethinking, but once you see the person, it reminds you. Yeah, I think is it I now this one here, I had to learn this one. You know, you never it's not that you forget what they have done to you, it's that you just don't hold it against them anymore. Amen. Because right. some memories some memories is gonna be hard to get rid of, but that's another mm-hmm. that's a prayer that's another prayer <laughs> that I had to learn how to pray because when um I learned this how to pray to remove some memories those are things that if you don't feel like you should be able, you can't forget, take a God and God will change the way you see the Amen. thing. He will He will wipe that from you. Because if you try yeah. to do that in your own self, you ain't. Because mm-hmm. every time you see somebody, you be like, that little crackhead looking, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. I mean, because that gets into, and I think that gets into, probably we'll talk about that next week, that gets into soul wounds. And what we have to understand that when we talk about forgiveness, and this is practical application, we have to understand the beginnings between forgiveness versus reconciliation, forgiveness <laughs> and repentance, forgiveness and grace, forgiving and forgetting, because you know what, we all, y'all all know this old saying, you know what, I can forgive you, but I ain't forgetting. Uh-huh. But you're still holding an offense. It's right. different. See, right. see, you have to break it down to the point where I had to learn this and I'm still learning. But see, forgiveness is not letting the offender off the hook. We can still, people can still have accountability. Accountability doesn't go away without forgiveness. Because, because People, some people just are like stuck on stupid park on dumb. They're not going to be, they are not, the accountability is not for us to hold for them. You know, forgiveness is returning to God and letting God, turn to, turn into God. We could, we reserve the right to be mad. But the thing is, we don't, we're not supposed to. God understands our frustrations. He understands what has happened. He knows you're hurt. But forgiveness is returning to God the right to take care of care of justice by refusing to transfer the right to exact punishment or revenge we are telling god we don't trust him or uh my saying is sometimes i'm trying to get god a little help he don't need it <laughs> we we do not trust him to take care of matters forgiveness is, forgiveness is not letting the is not letting the offense occur again and again we do not have to tolerate, nor shall we keep ourselves open to the lack of respect or any form of abuse. See, that's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. But, like I said, we can, we are liberated, and we're liberated from the offense, and we'll and therefore we have to understand. We got to understand that for where it ties to offenses, because there is a spirit. I feel like there is a thing that we, there is a spirit, or spirits will always try to come to bring offenses to you to keep you from what God wants you to have and or to keep you into certain patterns when you know that curse, that generational curse is broken, but the enemy is looking for you to keep you in that offense so you can keep doing the things over and over again. And that's uh, that's abuse. <clears throat> you know, forgiveness does not mean that we revert to being the victim. Forgiveness is not saying what you did is okay. Go ahead, walk all over me. These boots were made for walking, and I'm going to walk. No, it's not made for that for me. Nor is playing the martyr, enjoying the performance of forgiving people because it perpetuates our victim role. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. We can forgive someone even if we never get along with them or ever, uh, never get along with them again. Forgiveness is a process, not an event, and that's what we're here tonight to talk about, the process of forgiveness. It may take some time to work through your emotional problems before we truly forgive. As soon as we decide to forgive, but it's probably not going to happen right away, especially after tra- traumatic events such as divorces. Or, um, But that's why God also said, talk to one another, and as you confess your sins, you shall be healed, because sometimes it's a process that you got to talk out and that you got to get you got to get some, you know, understand some things. Because sometimes it is a process. We have to, to and also we got to forgive every single time. We will, If we find ourselves constantly forgiving, though, 
we might need to take a look at the dance we're doing with others and has set us up continually for hurt and attack and abuse. Forgetting does not mean we're denying the reality or ignoring the repeated offenses. Some people um, some people are a walking offense, that's why I call it. Some people will, there are some people on this earth that are mean-spirited, that is unreliable, that has, that have, and it's not even that. Some people are so hurt that they live, their identity, their identity has been so bruised and hurt that their identity is hurt. And that's all they living in. They're living in a spirit of hurt. That doesn't mean we ignore the repeated offenses. And we never say that, and we'll never say they will never change. But we also need to understand the way to respond to them. And we don't have to walk, we don't have to be offended because they're offended. Forgiveness is not based on others' actions, but our attitude. You know, at one point in time, we live in this world. There will always be trouble upon this earth. But we have to understand that in forgiveness, and when we start walking in a loving relationship with God, we realize that our forgiveness is not based on others' actions, but it's about our relationship with God and what hinders it. It won't be based on our attitude. It's not based on their attitude. I mean, it's not like we get. It's not like a TV sitcom when you say "I'm sorry" and then person I say "I sorry too," and they hug it out. There's sometimes we love that to happen. We want that to happen so bad because that's how God. We want that love, but guess what? It doesn't have. It it may not happen all the time. If they don't repent, we still have to forgive. But the repentance part, that's not us. That's we. That's not us deferring. Some people will never repent for their actions because they just because they may not see. Some people will never repent, but we have to understand we still need to forgive and repent to God because we sometimes there are level of activity there are some things of responsibility that we have to take over and sometimes we have no responsibility. You know how can we reconcile? There are things that are happening on this earth and people are getting hurt, and they had no idea that they walk into a school building. They walked in the school building fully walking, and the next minute they shot and they paralyzed. You know, we still have to forget those are moments like how are you going to tell somebody? Uh, we have some people, you know, Old Testament people would say you must have sinned for that to come on you. That doesn't happen. Doesn't necessarily mean you just mean you were at the wrong place. I always say sometimes you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. But we still have to forgive them. Because once we forgive, we release us. That that gives us that opens the doors for our healing. Um, you know, those are things we don't have to tell people that we forgive them. But you know, it's good to do it if you guys are on a talking or y'all working on the relationship. Because sometimes just to hear that opens doors to reconciliation. Withholding forgiveness is a refusal to let go of perceived power. Yeah, people feel like they can be offended. Okay, I'm back um, there, sorry. Okay. Somebody, thank you, Sister Bridget. Sometimes people feel like there's, because let's just say, sometimes people feel like withholding forgiveness is a refusal to let go of perceived power. We can feel powerful when the offender is in need of forgiveness and only we can could give it. But we may be going, but to me, that's going the wrong way because the power that we have come from Christ. And refusal to let go doesn't mean there is a shift in power that you're giving over your power to this person, but it means that God is filling you with his power. 
See, we always hear it like, vengeance is mine. The Lord said vengeance is his and he will repay. You forget that if you put your emphasis on the repay part, that means God's going to refill you with power, restore your restore restore things in your life. Doesn't mean that means he's going to take care of the he going to take care of the offense. Don't you worry about it. He going to do justice or what have you, but you do what's right. That doesn't mean you're giving away power. If you think you get power to put somebody in a um that you'll do an offense to put somebody in a certain position so you have power over them, honey, that's the spirit. We we can pray for that. And, you know. That's so true, we, stuff. yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what we have to understand. You know, we, it's not our duty. It's not our duty to figure out if this person is real and genuine when they say, I forgive you. Because I'll be honest, your spirit is going to bear witness. And sometimes, sometimes we have to understand that you just, you know, forgiveness starts with us and making that decision that we choose not to live in this uh, situation and that we choose to be healed. Because, see, when you fail to realize, when you have, it's kind of like forgive, unforgiveness is like, it's like throwing arrows. And it's like you, once forgiveness creates sins, will create. We well, we fail to realize that sin creates wounds in our spirit, man. And mm-hmm. that unforgiveness—that's exactly what it does. It's kind of like you know how borax bleach, and if you put bleach on the on the on the spot too long, <laughs> a hole come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what unforgiveness does to your spirit. Yeah. And. You have to understand that God will. God said if He will anoint our, He will if He will uh, heal. He will bound our wounds and He will heal our wounds and will come to Him. So to me, mm-hmm. forgiveness is the start of getting my wounds healed. It's a start Amen. of okay. Amen. This event, this event, um, this event may have caused uh, caused these things, but I know my I know what God my God can heal. So that's what we have to understand that for unforgiveness or where forgiveness starts, forgiveness is the beginning of healing. Have you ever Amen. noticed when you go to deliver, go to deliverance services that the first thing people, when something's got, the Holy Spirit will let the minister know, okay, you know what? They had an incident. They got to let it go. They want to be healed, healed from this because this forgiveness, you know, they're taking us kind of like you taking po- you telling you want to give give your enemy poison, but you decide to drink it yourself. That's kind of how I mean. That's what it is. And yeah. you have these moments that you know, and you don't see clearly. Like I said, there are moments where you don't see clearly, and we've and it's not our it's not our responsibility if the other person is unrepentant. It's not our it's not our responsibility, but you know that's right. That's and then people right. can. I mean, my thing is like you can't make people forgive. You can't do it because see, forgiveness need to be genuine to me. Because mm-hmm. in Ephesians uh, second chapter eight through the ninth verse, for by grace we are saved through faith, and not by not by ourselves, but the gift of God, not works, so unless any man should boast. You know, to me, forgiving an unrepentant person invites further issues. To me, honestly, 
Offenses will grow when people don't forgive. Mm. Because it's kind of like borax bleach. It starts off with a small hole, but if you wait long enough, that whole shirt will be ate up if you don't get the bleach yeah. out. And that's what that's what it is. Because it once eats offense, you up. It eats you up. And <laughs> once offense starts, other little things, the fibers break down Everything in the relationship. Everything festers, yes. Mm-hmm. Everything festers. And sometimes Hatred, when bitterness, oh, all yeah. negative vibes. Yeah. Exactly. And for, unforgiving a retentive person. And then you invite that. You don't even, mm-hmm. sometimes I tell people, when you do things, you don't know what you're inviting in. It opens the door for the enemy. It opens the door because what you did was, it's kind of like, like I said, it's bleach. It start eating away, and the and the mm-hmm. compound and the chemical reaction of uh, unforgiveness or an offense rather versus offense. Unless you get water to, uh, unless you get the water, or better yet, the blood of Jesus, because you know He washes in whiter than snow. Once you oh, get glory. that, once you get that going, it is awesome because mm-hmm. then. Sometimes you got to release people so God can deal with them so they can forgive. Because eventually, I feel like there will always be room for forgiveness. Yeah, and let it out of until, your hand. Yeah. yeah, let it out of your hand. You know, um, what we have to understand, and that's one thing we have to understand when we talk about forgiveness. So I'm going to end this a little bit tonight, a little bit early, because I do want to go through some prayers. A little bit, and I'm going. I might be going a little ahead of myself, but I want us to get these um, in the next couple of weeks, and I may make this up and send this out to everybody. I want us to understand what forgiveness and how we need—not even not how we need—but I want this to be in the next couple of weeks a straight healing, um, straight healing, because sometimes words we forget about our words can be like a two-edged. They forget this tongue we got. It can cut, it can slaughter, <laughs> it can break up relationships, it can become tail bearer. It can turn to a two-edged sword and be a tail bearer and tear up the words that come in. The words coming out your mouth could tear up and hurt somebody else. You know, it's kind of like, for instance, when I was at work one day. And I don't know what, it was like, I don't know what happened. It's, I, to this day, everybody said it was crazy. I always said that. Um, everybody in my group, it was like everybody was getting offended. This person was doing something, that person doing So it was like a powder keg. So I'm going like, you can't act this way. You know, it was kind of like, come on, give this person a level of grace. You understand? You've been in that situation. Breathe, walk away. I'm dealing with how customers are being angry with us. I said, think about it. They're upset. Because where I work, we work with Affordable Health Care Act, and y'all know how the power keg our country is right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. we got people yelling at us 24-7, and it's not even our fault. So I never <laughs> thought about, I mean, I'm just being honest, and I never thought about, okay, y'all going to uh, have to do how to, once this uh, stressor come on to you, I'm showing them how to deflect it off of them, like when they come in, because, hey, we work together this is how you handle it. Don't stay in it because that's my whole thing, and that's what God tells us. We don't supposed to stay in offense. I said, mm-hmm. when an offended person talks to you on the phone, and if they don't calm down and see the light, 
you have every right to disconnect and disconnect with my full permission because I'm not going to let you sit on that phone and get cussed out. And right. I'm sitting here talking about that, not realizing <laughs> that, okay, I forgot because, again, they are handling like pros, and sometimes when people are handling like so professionally, you're like, oh, I don't have to go over that step. So the next step, I was before I could go over, okay, how do we deal with each other? Because we're already going to come off this phone stress. And let's be mm-hmm. honest, somebody's going to say something that's offense, offensive, and it's going to spread like wildfire. Before I can say mm-hmm. that, I was putting out fires. This person getting on my nerves. Yeah, because you're irritated on one. Don't let that situation spread to internal. By the time yeah. I went, and I'm serious, this is how it went. I had got down to five people because at the time I had uh I had about 15 people. So I've hit five here, making my way around to the next five before I get to the other ones because, again, we had other other stressors because we had people who we had to, oh, I got to pray to forgive, pray to forgive him every day because he didn't have his, <laughs> the instructions. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, I tell you, I live, I make my life real, real. So you got some person giving incorrect instructions, so you make it more offensive. So it's just like the oh, offensive was like borax bleach. It was mm-hmm. eating up everything until I saw one person's face go off because the other two wasn't being – she felt that she was being offended by the other two because they didn't calm down when I asked everybody to calm down. <laughs> and I told everybody to Oh, God, quiet. kindergarten. Told, mm. Oh, it went beyond kindergarten. We were preschool at this point. And <laughs> – I said, if you see this person, now y'all need, I'm not today. And I went like, because, you know, I almost broke in, not to Satan, not today, Satan, not today. Then I realized where I was, okay, not today. I almost plead the blood, I know. Oh, no, they know I plead the blood every day. We got crazy, we we really got issues over there. I plead the blood every day. Amen. That day I prayed, and look, it could have been worse, because that morning I went in and praying over the rose. Like I do, I will pray over my, I will pray over the rose. I will pray if I feel lead to do this. I pray because I feel like God gave me this honor to lead this team. So I'm trying to do everything I best I can to lead this, lead people in the right way, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to uh, <laughs> was your guy, time. <laughs> I told them to, hu- to be quiet. I didn't say hush. This guy, because he had, he did not, because people had offended him in the past. You never know people's story. He had post-traumatic stress, and I knew he had it, but I didn't think he was having an episode. His but one person was having an episode. I didn't realize he was having an episode because I may want to change my tone, but at the time and the moment, I had five people, all of them about to cook off in my best <laughs> terminology, and I'm saying not today. Y'all, you need to be quiet because if you see one not person. Today. Because I said it was it was special awareness. It was to me, it was self awareness. If you know someone else in your environment is going we are about to blow because y'all are, and you can see it on her see it on that person's face, not today. You need to be aware. <laughs> and before I say that, he said, "Nobody, you ain't gonna treat me like." I did not tell you I'm gonna shut up. I didn't tell you that. I told him not today and let everybody be quiet. I did not, and it was in the moment. It wasn't like I. It was, and if I took him, and I saw him going off, I said, "I did not tell you to shut up." And then <laughs> the next thing, so everybody was just heated, high rated, and it was. Just... Oh, they was hot. They were mm-hmm. hot, hot. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. a stressful mm-hmm. day, and so 
it got so bad, I told him to go take a walk. I thought it was over. I'm in HR just chilling, trying to figure out. Now, mind you, I'm still trying to help this person because they had an issue, and I'm helping with them, right? Oh, no. I didn't realize he was off his medication. Uh-oh. And he went on a ranting spree. Oh, Jesus. To my boss. Oh, Lord. And the look on my face was like, are you serious? Oh yeah, I had I had people going to the boss. Well, and since everybody was still in the offense, everybody was saying, "Well, she didn't. She these people must be her this because they didn't quiet down, and they said they didn't feel like they needed to quiet down because they were saying their conversation private, and they didn't felt like I uh, I didn't I I didn't handle it." Oh, it went like five ways to Sunday wrong quickly. Zero to a hundred in no time. Oh, yeah, it went zero to a hundred real quick. That's my favorite saying. It went zero to a hundred. But the guy, but then everybody started to calm down and saying that once they uh, clarity hit, the people in the actual event, they're saying that, oh, they got told now. They're going to get told. I'm like, get told what? Y'all didn't handle, you didn't trust Hamlet, so y'all spewed off, and so the other person felt like I didn't handle it properly, so y'all went, so you went to my boss, and then I went to my manager, and by the time I get it, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, I'm about, this is almost, I'm already, I'm getting called in on how I need to be culturally sensitive to my team, and I'm sitting there like, what happened? And then at the next day, it's like, oh, I don't know what happened. I'm like, mm-hmm, I knew what happened. It was called this. <laughs> Because when everybody started calm down and apologizing to each other, the guy who went off on the rant, he kept ranting on me into another manager and didn't realize he was talking to another manager. He almost lost his job because of what he oh, was Lord. saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he did that to the point that he, I think he was so ashamed for the le- because I didn't Because, again, I didn't hear other conversations. Now, mind you, because this is how things work, while I'm sitting here going like in tears, going like, what could I have done differently so this wouldn't have happened? Because, of course, I'm in tears at this point. Like, okay, you know what? How am I handle this? Because I like, I'm like, I didn't realize that the the two that was that kind of how all this kind of started, two of them went to him like, this is not what we do. We talk things out. And she's helping wow. you and – and caused the offense to grow because again nobody gave time people gave time to heal. So until uh-huh. he's still him cooling off, you had two other people say, Well, this is not what you do. You did wrong. Uh-huh. You should have you you should have went to her if you felt that way. And she cause pretty much because they knew I you know everybody told their business to each other. So they like the situation she helped you out in. She didn't have to help you. So you can't say there you go. Mm-hmm. And. But it never gave people. People never gave it air to breathe. So yeah, sometimes you just gotta of, let it go and just. Cause, um, as, as you said that, I remember. Um, this is just right up the same alley of um, this lady preached on Friday night. She was, you know, just a little bit of preaching, and she was talking about when you have the right in your hand, but you you give mercy because even though you are right, 
you know that God forgave you. So, you know, it's time for us to start learning to forgive others. Exactly. So exercise <laughs> mercy in whatever we're doing. And sometimes we just put ourselves in the other person's um, shoe and just say, you know what? I don't want to go through all of that and just leave it right there. Exactly. Sometimes that's a better way to, to you know, have a good day. <laughs> they have, exactly, because like I said, it went cool. Look, it went zero to 100. I mean, if you want to hear the words to I said, it cooped off. It went zero to 100. It used every slang term I had oh, that day. God. It went because mm. it did. And we all, it was like people, but the next day, everybody was, when time had evaporated, time had, you know, when it came to back to reconciliation, everybody was like, mm. I'm sorry, come back in the next oh, day. I don't know what happened. And everybody's apologizing, but see, everybody's apologizing to each other. They said, I was stressed out. We should have handled it better. But y'all blew it <laughs> up to like a mega thunderstorm before. It been resolved. Yeah. And you had people mm. talking to you about cultural sensitivity and teams. And trust me, it was, it was, you know, to the point where the manager came, my boss came down and talked to everybody because they, he had to figure out the story. I never had the chance to address anything. I just had to sit mm-hmm. there like I sat there and I had to take a, I felt like, okay, and I'm taking hits and I'm sitting there and I got my arms folded. He's like, well, why are your arms folded? I'm like, I don't want to tell because I'm trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> but I'm so wounded at this point because everybody blew up, and I'm like, well, why did you allow me to handle it? Because I'm your manager. It shouldn't have even went this far. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, I'm new. And, you know, when you're new, it's like you're all sitting there like, okay, it should never went this far. But here's the lesson oh. in all that. Yeah. Afterward, yeah. everybody reconciled except one person, and even then, because of things he said, he carried the offense. And mm. so when he carried the offense, he didn't even have, he didn't even talk to me. He thought, I think he really thinks that I was mad at him, that I almost, because what he did, I could have, you know, the what he said or anything, he just up and quit. He didn't talk to anybody. He hasn't talked to Wow. I mean, he up and quit. He didn't talk to anybody. And... Mm. He knew, and I even tried before. He just dropped off his badge with security, wouldn't even see, face me. And I was like, I even had people wow, that I he was badly hurt then. Mm-hmm. Right, he was badly hurt because he had old soul wounds. It wasn't even wow. this event that triggered it. I knew that part. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. He didn't even give me a chance to talk to him. Because of what he had said and did and what he said. I don't know what he said, but I know he was off the chain when he said it. And because <laughs> whatever he said, they, I heard other managers say he should have gotten fired for insubordination off jump off. Uh-huh. off. And, so he, he and, took it to the, to the top level. Oh, he went beyond level. He went off the roof, off the cliff. He jumped off the Rocky Mountains. He went into the sea and <laughs> never came back. Oh, good Lord. Yes, they, probably, he, they probably gave him an option, say, you know what, just, just quit. He gave himself the option because I was still working on him staying. 
That was the whole point. I knew people blow up. I knew he had post-traumatic stress syndrome. I know when you have that, the brain wires, he's fried in a certain area. Until he get healing, he's going to be fried in the area. And that's just, you know, that's sad because he was in the Army and he did bomb, bomb codes. Oh, so that there you level, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and that level of stress would break anybody's mental. So I was okay yeah. to talk to him, but he never would talk to me. I still don't know. I mm-hmm. I, I still don't know what happened to him because I actually had people call him and say, tell him he still has a job. Don't quit. Wow. Call back to talk to me. He never did because he never answered their phone calls. Mm-hmm. So we can't say that sometimes we make assumptions about things. We don't. We it takes, and that gets into reconciliation. See, we have to understand yeah. it takes two people to be reunited. Unions happen when there's a relationship between people. We cannot truly reunite, reunite unless there is honesty. He is, you know, not saying honesty. Sorry, there has to be honesty in a situation. And and you you have, let it go, but he still has all the oh yeah, he held it to you know right. He held it to the point where it became an offense. It it it, it opened an offense. Yeah, and you so never you know really that can't person. help him. I know, and but you know, and I hate to say it, he burned my bridge for for other people that if I see they got post traumatic stress, and we're in the environment, I'm I have a level of like, okay, we're gonna have to make a decision. Either you staying, either we got to work out something different because. You may because when those events blow up like that, other people we're in a building of seven. We have at least we have at least two hundred people on one floor together. So mm-hmm. when stuff like that starts, it can fly through the building quick, fast, in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So we have to do the due diligence to get it done. So it kind of made. But I also say that I, I have a lot of issues how that he shouldn't even never been hired for the position, yeah. uh, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, because we do phone work, and long as long as we wasn't on the phone, he was okay. The stress level came because he started acting, uh, started acting because our job description changed. Mm. And he mm. was because he was trying to be an analyst. He's an analyst. I knew he was an analyst by when I noticed. Is he overqualified for what he was doing? Oh, yeah, very overqualified. So that's that's probably why he just left and said, I can't be bothered, I'm not. Right, he was overqualified, mm-hmm. but the reason why he was working because he was trying to get over in the other department, and his other buddy, both of them, Lord, they both would go all kook, like, like they, I call it kook off. They both kook off. <laughs> when, they, when, when it was something that wasn't, they felt like they couldn't handle. They throw up this defense. Luckily, that they had me as a manager, and I'm like, "Why are you upset? With, why are you upset? Let's uh-huh. break down the miscommunication." I always, with that part, I always had to like, "Okay, let's find the mis miscommunication, so that I know why you're upset. I can address the upsetness. May not be the answer you want." But at least we have gotten to some point of level of yes, discourse. yes, some some kind of ground. Mm. Now that is what we all in the body of Christ have to understand about forgiveness. 
we may not like the way we say something, do something, do what what we can say. We have to watch the words we say. We say. Definitely. You know, most people, most people don't understand when we're dealing. You know, we use the sick room. I'm tired of using sick room because to me, if I call the church a sick room all the time, they ain't gonna get no. Ain't gonna get free because everybody gonna think they're gonna be sick and remain sick there. To me, hey, <laughs> um, sometimes I'm in when I'm in prayer warrior mode, and people who know when I'm in prayer warrior mode, I don't accept things. Because I honestly, y'all, I'm, I'm telling you, I have to apologize after because I don't accept certain things, especially if I'm praying for you. We can't accept these things because we got to be on the same page when I pray for you. Because I'm praying for yes, you to get totally have, healed. Yes. I ain't praying yes. for you to stay just to get a relief. I want you healed. And that's what we have to understand is that when we're in the body of Christ, that we have to watch what we say because we cause offenses. And we're on the because same we don't page, know what yeah. Wounds, mm-hmm. We don't know what wounds we open up. You know, there are things that I can say that I heard some people say, and I didn't mean no harm, but you you took me into another space that I Mm -hmm. never want to be a part of again. And when it happened, defense mechanisms show up. But Mm -hmm. what we have to understand, and then I'm going to close, and then we'll, next week we'll get more into it and we'll start praying how to pray about uh, praying forgiveness. And we'll do a forgiveness, and we'll probably do a forgiveness prayer. a forgiveness prayer tonight. Well, we have to understand that when forgiveness, and when I go back to the analogy of creating these uh, holes, we consider those wounds. And what we have to worry, what we have to understand, offenses causes our causes. Our spirit is renewed once we become a Christian, born again. God renews our spirit, but our soul sometimes the things that we have, yeah. the things that we have been we, in life can cause. Um, can cause holes in our cause wounds. Sometimes some wounds are very fleshy. Some wounds are are some wounds. Sometimes I tell you, a paper. Lord knows, a paper cut to me is worse than I, I can deal with <laughs> stuff. But oh goodness, I start jumping. But what we have to understand that we have to watch what we say. Our words can be te- our mouths can be tell bears. We can say stuff. We may the one person may not be may not think they harm somebody, but the actual words you said cause an offense. Yeah. And how can you heal somebody or how you can reconcile or how you can have a relationship with somebody when we have not officially communicated, say, hey, you hurt me because you said X, Y, Z. You know, the meaning it's taken to heart. Some things don't mean we've actually, you have to watch what you say. And, and if you don't know, if let's say you you hurt someone by saying something and they don't say anything to you, you right. have no idea. You don't know. Exactly. And so that's what we have to understand. It's not like, and then you got some people, and you got people walking offended for years. And church hurt, you know, and I put church hurt in that category too, because we have mm-hmm. a lot of people that's hurt because the body of Christ still learning and growing in itself, there are things that they're not you can't accept when you're in the body of Christ. You just can't accept Yeah, it. that's but, that's swept under the rug of quite a bit of time, yes. Exactly. But sometimes when people are hurting and they haven't addressed their hurt, God's mm-hmm. given them a level of grace mm. to deal with those issues. But during that level of grace that he's given them, we also have to, you know, we have to understand. We have to just be mindful and self-aware. And then sometimes people are just offensive. 
they were walking the fence. And they huh. and you and if you feel like not saying you won the fence, but if you understand or you feel like you're hurt consistently, that means you need to go to God first to understand because I can tell you from my personal self is that I hold myself way high accountable than most people hold themselves. I, I really do. I feel like that sometimes. So for me, when I'm hurting, I have to ask God, God, why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this? Because everybody, I'm the common denominator. Everybody else seeing I'm hurting them, and I'm the common denominator. God opened my eyes. And it wasn't the fact that I was just, because I was walking around angry. and Yeah, yeah, bitter and angry, yes. And they didn't mm-hmm. realize the stuff that I'm angry about. <laughs> they had nothing to do with. No idea. Zero. Things I was mm-hmm. angry. Sometimes I was angry about things that happened 250 years ago. Oh, Lord. And, I had, and that anger had a trigger to it. And that person's mm-hmm. word triggered. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're having a fight with your ex, with your current boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> Because you never forgave them of the offense. You never forgave that person the offense. Wow. See, you have to understand when you're dealing with it. If you see yourself in those situations, that doesn't necessarily mean you never forgave the person. I think it's because, A, you need to get, it's kind of like, it It means you have, to, you have to ask God to see where you are in the situation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going a little ahead of myself, but... That's where soul wounds, you realize that there's more to just unforgiveness that you also got hit. That's what I call it. Yeah. Um, I've been there, sis, where I had to separate myself from that person, stop communicating, stop any kind of transaction because once they – once I hear their name, once they call my phone, I am I I just start blowing up for no reason, mm-hmm. whether it's in good conversation or not. I just did not think that you know that person should should um that I should even talk to that person or communicate to them. And and then you know after after growing and and reading my Bible and understanding that you gotta let things go and just let God be God, then. You know, it it makes it much easier to sit and talk with them without being angry. But I was exactly. very angry at one time, very, very oh, yeah. angry. And that's exactly what it is because, see, what well, we realize that we're officially unhealthy. And it's not yeah. the other person's. It's not the pen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, forgiveness depends on you while reconciliation depends on right. people. Right, right. So that was kind of like wrapping up to next week. We'll get into more forgiveness prayers, and we'll get into more I call soul heal. I guess it's going to end up being soul wounds because, to me, I feel like we need to learn how to release defense. We need to understand mm-hmm. what forgiveness and forgiveness is about, and then we'll go into learning how to pray. And I say invite people. This is a study that everybody needs forgiveness. This will probably be about three or four weeks, be a month-long, four-week study. So invite people. Invite people to learn what forgiveness and and learning how to remove offenses. That doesn't mean that we're looking for vengeance or justice, and that's what we'll talk about next time, but it really honestly means that we're in the start of recovery. If you got issues, if you have trouble, you don't understand. I got a testimony. 
that I got to say soon because when you're offended like that, it affects your job, it affects your mm-hmm. money, it affects your life. Yeah. I don't. There's some. There's some story. There's some elements of I call it the songs of the Key of Shana. There's some. First of all, there's a couple of chapters played on the blood and sealed by the blood, so they ain't opening. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I can tell you where I was offended and I didn't even realize I was offended because all I could say was, well, this person hurt me, and I didn't know how to undo my communication. But mm-hmm. it took God to show me, oh, it showed me how to undo my communication because I had been hurt so long, and once I even got healed, I had to learn how to remove, how to change my words <laughs> I use. Mm-hmm. Because I was mm-hmm. always, because even after I got healed, I was still communicating in passive aggressiveness. Yeah, and then I'm yes. wondering why I was getting re-injured or yeah. re-injured, and then God has shown me how to get out of that how... communication, drop them out of your mind. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It takes time, and it takes years of growth, and you have to determine in your mind say, I'm not going to go that way anymore. You know? Yeah, and it's a blessing because see, here's the thing. Um, this way, and then we'll close. I was, because honestly, in my family, see, this is the thing. This is me personally, and if they're on the line, Lord bless them, I'm sorry. I'm what I'm about to say. But <laughs> my biological family, I call it out of war. And everybody, swear up, my friends hear me say that, like, oh, Lord, here she go. But, no, everybody had a way how to walk around certain things instead of addressing it. Or if they did address it, it was kind of like, you knew there was, like, I always knew certain times of the year I looked look like, yep, they ain't got, they ain't fussed this week. Hold on. Mm. Oh, yeah. We give it three weeks. It's getting close to Easter. Somebody's going to get mad at somebody. <laughs> Here we go. And, they, mm. you, and, and then it gets to a point where when you're offended, you feel like you're powerless, so you feel like the thing you need to do is to either hinder somebody else's power or take it or whatever I give, I, yes. I give up. Yeah. To Good feel job. powerful, mm-hmm. you feel like you need to suppress somebody, and then you see the fights and the conflict. And then mm-hmm. that's where it comes into an act of war. And when people feeling that way because they don't feel like they have power in their own situation, it gets ugly mm. to the point where, Art of War comes your guide of getting out of the situation. I'm serious. That ancient book helped me a lot. Like, ooh, who stays sad? Yeah. I can see the other. <laughs> there are moments that I would tell you that, ooh, Susay said if you let somebody do this. I'm like reading the Art of War because I'm a history book. So I was reading that book and I read parts of it and it was like, Oh, I know how to deal with this now. Ho, ho. Didn't realize I just need to pray. And it got yeah. to the point where it got to the point that one time they were fussing so to the point where me and my cousin would pray for holidays. He said, God answer prayers, don't it? We didn't have I said, no argument. <laughs> he said, I know. Yeah. I prayed. I said, I did too. <laughs> you know, we are, <laughs> and literally that's our conversation. It's working. Yeah, it's working. Oh, and that's, oh, look, these are Christians. These ain't these these ain't your ain'ts. These are your saints. <laughs> Trust me, ain'ts mm-hmm. got a lot. Of, they, look, this these are your saints. Blood, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, speaking in. They the one was dealing with this. 
because <laughs> there was an offense that never once, and then I realized. Never healed. Never healed. Lies, yeah. accusations caused offenses. Lies caused offenses, and they were never healed. They thought yeah. things would happen because they thought people believed one thing from another. And then until one person had a conversation with somebody, things had to heal. Things never, you know, it, and I mean, literally, it was some of them were on their deathbed when things kind of got healed. And it was the truth. I just don't ever want to live that long that I had to wait till my deathbed to clear up something that happened in, in 2000, mm-hmm. happened in uh, 1995, that I wait till 2019 to finally get it cleared up. That's not <laughs> how I want to live my yeah. life anymore. And that's when I got into learning how to forgive because my forgiveness was depending on my healing. And what we realize is that people's souls are hurt at this time. And I'm going to be honest, our current government has, our country, we're all hurting and our souls are hurting. And we mm-hmm. So tonight, uh, I'm going to open up the line for your comments, your questions, your feedback, and I guess next week because I didn't get into the part where I will show us how to pray about soul wounds. But we're going to be continue talking. So um, disclaimer for next week, and I always like doing disclaimer. Um, bring your box of tissues and your anointed oil because you might need both. Mm. Because not because these are the moments where. Um, Bring your tissues because you may be crying, or we might talk about things that may be touchy. Um, Amen. On your sleeve moments, um, I say bring your anointed oil because we might God might tell us we need to anoint ourselves and not necessarily anoint our wounds. And it's just a physical contact. To me, some days it's just olive oil. But there are certain times I want to preface this. I'm uh, on Monday nights. I'm not jumping to say bring your anoint yourself before you come on the line because that's a little bit different for me. But when we're trying to get when we're getting healed and anointing oil is what we need, hey, that's a tool because that's a tool we need. So I'm very careful mm-hmm. of what I say only because there's different reasons and why. So next mm-hmm. week, disclaimer, if I say y'all got some anointing oil out, um, we're not, not anointing ourselves to be a vessel, but we are, you know, we might need to anoint some wounds and get healed. So I want people Amen. to get healed and set free from offenses. Um, yeah. So I'm going to open up the line now for your comments, mm-hmm. your questions, and your feedback. Y'all quiet night. <laughs> well, thank, I mean, tonight I know, um, I know this is, like I said, this is very, this is more of a laid back and not constructive because I want people this to be an open forum for the next couple of weeks to get healed. You know, sometimes I might ask you, hey, what what do you want to be healed from? What are you what you dealing with your unforgiveness? Uh, disclaimer again, this is an healing environment. So whatever is said in this in the next couple of lessons, whatever is said better stay on, better stay better dissolve here because when we get rid of it, it's gone. It nobody need to be reminded. If you were here on Monday night, they don't need to be reminded. Because God going to set free and deliver it. You gonna, when they get delivered from it, that means it need to be delivered from your communication, from your mouth. Point blank period. In other words, not saying gossip. I'm just saying, let's not, ooh, this person, ooh, they went through a lot. Because sometimes in my mind, I still got to conceal that some people go through so much. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, everybody mm-hmm. know I'm a mo- I'm like, ooh, I, ooh, she got mm-hmm. delivered, girl, because she went through all that. Let's be very sensitive. Um, Amen. Get yes. back to the point where we're sensitive to people's needs, and especially in sports ministry, because everybody knows. I remember, and I sometimes I can feel. I, sometimes I think people have been here longer than I longer than I can realize, but. I can remember when nights when people got healed from molestations and they still carry the memories of that. I remember because people we do. We our body carries the memories, cellular memory of certain things. Mm-hmm. And sure it does. Need deliver, and they keep see what we want to get rid of to starting now is getting rid of that offense in our cellular memory. But we're gonna start one way and we're gonna work another because we need to be free and we need our soul wounds to be healed. There are things that we all need healing from. So uh, if you're looking for a material that I'm probably going to use, it'd probably be The Power to Heal from uh, Joan Hunter. The book's at $7.99 on Barnes & Noble. I use it as a great resource because I'm telling you, I, I saw that woman. She's an apostle for real because I saw What's her. her name? Joan Hunter. Hunter, okay. And I can... Um, if you give me probably a couple of couple of days, I can put the link out there, uh, I can put a page out there uh, for uh, anybody who wants to order the book off of Amazon. Because I can tell you, uh, she has two books, and I'm probably going to go from both of them because one of them I need to reorder. Well, two of them I need to reorder because the other one I think I've used it so much, the pages fell out. Um, <laughs> Uh, freedom beyond comprehension and the power to heal. Um, mm. That's where we'll probably start with, and we'll probably end with Katie Sosa. But you know, I gotta take bits and pieces of her because I love her. But whew, she a little sometimes she a little far out there. I gotta bring it in a little bit, just a little bit. I got to understand because um, what we what I really want us to do in this next is to learn how to forgive and how to release an offense yeah. and so it never come back. Um, you know. Forgiveness, forgiveness has always been a struggle for for some people. Um, I have learned, and mm-hmm. and sometimes when you say you forgive, people don't believe you that I'm done with that. I am totally not going to let that surface in my system because if I keep thinking about it, it makes me upset, it makes me unhappy, and it makes me bitter. And, you know, I was saying that as Christians, we should have a glow. We should have a smile. We should have laughter. We should be living. If we hold on to negative grudges and unforgiveness, what somebody did to us, I mean, there is no life in that. And, and, and it's like you're dead. You're walking dead. It kills you. Mm-hmm. It kills your energy. It kills your vibe. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to go anywhere people are because you might just about meet upon that person and they might just rub you the wrong way again. No, I take that I take that key out of anyone's hand to do that to me because I believe that, you know, once God has set you free and he told you, cast all the cares on me. Right. We have to learn, forgive us, you know, because we want to be forgiven. We don't want to sit in our misery forever. But but sometimes you hear some old stories and, and um, you know, sometimes you hear pastors will say, that person died years ago. Why don't you let it go? 
You're still <laughs> holding on to dead stuff. They're already dead. You're walking around with your skeleton, and, and they are gone. So it doesn't even make sense you're holding on to it because you can't even go to them and say, you know, forgive me or I forgive you. Just Just ask the Lord how to let it go. It's not easy at times when people hurt you. Right. Because, you know, I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day, and when she was going over what her dad did to her, I'm like, is he dead? And they were like, man, he shouldn't even be dead yet. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right about now is when you would deal with him, you know. But, you know, he's old and he's gone. And, and you know, God knows best. Because when people are so cruel, you just want to take it all in your hand and, it's it's not ours. It's not ours, and that's what God wants us to understand. Right, and that's exactly. I mean, because trust me, there are things that I uh, God has. Oof, God has. Like I said, things are happening, and I'm excited because there are years that yeah, God. Look, there are years I don't even remember. Thank God, that I don't. That's <laughs> trust good. me. Yes. No, and it's true. Then, Sometimes you don't want to remember everything. It's true. There's 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 a blank space. I, I can tell it, <laughs> and nobody really believes me, but because I can, like when my dad had his stroke when I was three years old, I can tell you what we were doing. My mom was pressing my hair. I was in a, the kitchen was an avocado. Our kitchen was there was a, my neighbor's kitchen was avocado green. Our chair, it was a flower chair with avocado green and blue in it because somehow mom and them had bought a new set. The air conditioning went out. I was sitting in a kitchen that was in that, you know, that brown, that brown, brown set. Like they had the refrigerator brown because it was matching the avocado kitchen. So there was a brown set. Our the brown. We had a brown. refrigerator. Yes, that brown refrigerator <laughs> with the brown stove. With those handles? Mm-hmm. Yes, with them handles. That's a long time, sis. Wow. Oh, I used to tell mm-hmm. you what the colors look. I've gotten better because I used to tell you what the floor was. I used to tell you where <laughs> I was sitting. My mom, was, I could tell you that I was sitting in the chair, and my mom had that straightening comb about to hit my head, with the, about to tap my mm-hmm. hair, try to press my hair. I, at one point, I could tell you how when my dad walked in the house, they were bringing him in the house, and his mouth was twisted. I could almost tell you what he was. I've gotten better, but back in that, I could used to tell you what he was wearing and what everybody at the time was wearing at the time. At five? When you were at five? At three. I was three. three. Oh, wow. 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 There are things, I mean, there are things now that I can remember. Like, God has delivered me from a lot of things. Now that's something oh, yeah. I ask. I have asked God to give me a remember because I want to figure out what happened to me at mm-hmm. certain points, and He won't let me. So I said, okay, well, God ain't gonna let me. I, I and I try to ask every family member. Nobody would tell me, and I say, you know what? We just gonna call it done because I guess if God yeah, don't want me to remember, I mean, God don't want me to remember that. I guess it ain't for me to remember. There yeah, are moments yeah. where, ironically, there are moments where I can tell you where everybody was sitting. I can tell, I can tell you what the stories, the side stories go along in the situation, but can't wow. tell. But ask me where my keys are. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's what I said about memories. Memories is something that you know, you you it comes and it goes. Hold on to the ones that you have. <laughs> yes, it. but tell me where my keys are. 
I can't tell you. <laughs> you tell me where and oh, people, where my ATM card is. I can't Mm-mm. tell you, but <laughs> I can tell you everything else. Like I can tell you, there are moments, and I can remember in St. Vincent's Hospital about my dad. But you asked me what happened to, and then, but you asked me mm-hmm. what my what my manager asked me five minutes ago. Can't tell you where's nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, my favorite. <laughs> um, some days, and so I even told as a story that I was telling because to me, but. And, you know, there are things I was telling my cousin about I can remember when her daughter was born. And I always wondered, why did you need your hair done at the hospital to this day? And she's like, you remember that? I was like, yeah. I always just thought it was weird. She said, because I I told him I wanted my hair done. And we were going through the store, and I was telling her what she had did. And I remembered in great detail what she done. And she's like, I sure did, and she's like, "Sean, I don't." Amazing. But it was a but it was a ministry moment because then it kind of unlocked why she does the things she did now, mm-hmm. and what I what I um can tell uh tell everyone like my memory. Hey, I if I can't remember something, it was just meant to not be remembered in my brain. There's some things that you can ask. That's good. Some things need to be, some things you really don't want to remember. And, and, you know, every now and sometimes they'll pop up. I'm like, oh, wow, I remember that. But then I wonder why, and then somebody will say something that will unlock a memory that I'm glad they unlocked it because because now I know why I like certain things or why I'm always afraid of certain things. And Mm -hmm. it sometimes Mm -hmm. takes those conversations. So, I hope these next couple of lessons with everybody is going to really help help somebody. You know, wow. um, yeah. Because we all, I mean, anybody on this, you know, sometimes we go through traumatic we go through traumatic childhood. Let's be mm. real. Even though my parents were who they were, doesn't mean I didn't have a traumatic childhood in some things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes our teenage lives are traumatic because I was bullied, y'all. Really was mm. ironic. And, you know, that's what actually that is what started me to say I wasn't well because <laughs> I needed help and I needed Jesus mm-hmm. because um, the person who had bullied me had just got out of prison. And wow. she was walking down the street. And I was sitting there in the, in the, in the Camry. And everybody knows that was my parents' car. I'm sitting in the Camry driving and said, you know what, if I, roll, I run over her now, I don't think a yeah, going to run over <laughs> And then I stopped and said, oh, God, I need help. <laughs> Because that happened in 7th, mm-hmm. 8th grade. We are all grown people. She's saying hi to me, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, if I run over her right now, I don't think she, nobody would care. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, like, oh, Lord. And I got that car, and I said, uh-uh, I need help. I need really, mm-hmm. I really started seeking. And honestly, that's when I really start. I started uh, seeking therapy and everything because wow. I was having too many of those moments. And I sit there like, mm-hmm. oh, that ain't normal. Oh, and let's no. your and thoughts in your mind telling you to do crazy stuff. Nah. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. normal because I had the thought. I was like, you know what? And then I told my mama. I walked in the house because I thought she could do everything, I guess, because my, mm-hmm. my mom could be some child psychologist. She missed her, she, she, she should have went on and finished that Ph.D. because she be doing child psychology like anything. 
And I said that, and Mama looked at me like, you did, you, are you all right? Like, she just like, Ugh. I said, Mama, I said that something ain't right. I just said that, said, Mama, you know, I saw Mimi walk through, and she know who, and she's like, what? I said, mm-hmm. keep out? I was like, yeah. And I said, you know what, ain't no jury. You know what, I thought about it in the car, and I said, something wrong. This ain't right. This ain't normal. And she didn't say nothing after I said it. I said, you know, I thought about it. You know, you know, I don't think a jury in this world would convict me if I ran a, She's like, shut up. <laughs> you thought all the way through it? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, I thought this no. thing. I thought mm-hmm. this thing, and then I realized. But, see, here's what you don't know. She had a whole bunch of stuff happen a couple after that. Like, after that, I walked, you know, I've gone home and some stuff happened. I hear about it, and I'm like, oh, that's sad. And her yeah. kids going through, her kids were going through, and she talked to my mama and said, you know what, I did so many things over them. And she was wow. she was telling them that, like, I think this is the reason why they're having the problems they're having. And mm. she was, like, trying to get her life right. And yeah. my mom was just talking and ministering to her. And then when I sit there and I listen, I was like, you know what? We go through so much, we don't even realize it. Yeah, and that people are walking yeah. offended and don't know. And they became a bully because they don't want to be they don't want to be hurt no more. So they mm-hmm. become, you, you either become a victim or a bully. And when wow. you get to, especially as kids, some things, now some people just mean-spirited. I We're going to exclude them to, from the rule. But victimization has two sides to it. A bully is a victim that's just expressing his anger, and a, and a victim is the one that's just suppressing his. And people click. And that's mm-hmm. why we need mental health, because we never, you have parents who, children who were raped and molested, and the parent didn't believe them. And so yes. every time something else happens, yeah. that should have been with an adult. the next generation, oh, I was hurt because of so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I'm abusive because of that happened right. to my childhood, and and because there was no healing and there was no forgiveness and there was no reconciliation, it keeps re reliving itself in the next generation and the next. And it keeps reliving itself so. daily. It mm-hmm. because you're because you because you're crying out for a justice that you can't even deliver. There you go. And you keep crying. Your soul keep crying, and you keep and especially when somebody in authority starts start talking authority what I mean and it doesn't mean that doesn't mean the church but I had teachers saying that and I remembered I was having a conversation I just like and I realized how much this one thing this woman accused me of copying in the second grade and the girl was copying off of me and <laughs> I realized she was seventh oh, grade? She, second grade now second grade was the military oh, year so um, oh, all I needed was a black beret and I've been good because I came in. I knew the Constitution of the United States. I, I was like, we the people more formal, more perfect union. I thought I was in fight for my little, because my, my teacher was Jehovah's Witness, and she was telling us we were going to go to hell because we yes. were celebrating Halloween. And I felt like my first amendment right, my freedom of speech, uh, my freedom of religion was being violated. <laughs> Oh, and the principal gave and the principal gave me a history book called We the People Civics Book. Two of our land, our time, and and um, mm-hmm. We the People. He had got them in. He had two extra ones. He gave them to me. I was cool, right? So then my dad <laughs> one day, 
I'm reading because my my dad I read we were I asked him about uh freedom of speech what it means about freedom of speech he told me nobody could tell me to shut up now let me preface it oh he gave you the key he <laughs> talked now he went into the story of uh King George how they were oppressing people with no taxation without representation freedom of religion you know he was talking now he told me the story right mm. I guess in my mental mind. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher told me to shut up And I told her she couldn't tell me to shut up Because it was my constitutional right to talk Oh good girl I know That was the words I used mm-hmm. You know what happened To my constitutional right <laughs> I didn't realize Parental local I hadn't read that far About what the school was supposed to be Parental local Your parents during mm-hmm. this time I didn't read that far yet. I was just in the Ten Commandments. I had, I made ten uh, articles of uh, the Bill of Rights. I hadn't made yeah. my way through, made my way through the laws yet. Wow. So that meant. <laughs> so you only read you only read part of it. You only going off by the first the first part. Hey. Oh God. I'm, so my mom, I get talked. I get took down to the room with my mom my mom's classroom, because I was the second and she was the first. And then, of course, this would be the one that always feel offended by my mama because they had history because her, her, her husband and my dad were best friends and their relationship didn't work out and a whole bunch of stories. So there's a backstory among backstories. So me, I, she walks me down. I tell my mama, Daddy said... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can't take that all by yourself. Daddy helped me with this one. Right. She oh, said, what you say? Tell her what you said. I told my constitution right to talk. Mom was like, trying to explain to her that I read these history books. And she said, well, I saw what daddy said. My first amendment freedom of speech meaning no one can tell you shut up. And I go through the story of King George. And I said, she told me shut up. And that was my constitution. Luckily that day, I think the principal was laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because at your age, I mean, oh, gosh. Yeah, so y'all know. I mean, I felt like I had to protect the rights of everybody, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I I just felt like she messed up my candy for Halloween because my parents didn't really just. You gotta run for president. You're, you're. Uh, uh-uh, I got too many skills. Oh, got you got skills. Oh, I that guess. doesn't count anymore. That's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, funny. it's so funny because when I think back now, it's like because I felt like I was offended, and I was mm-hmm. waiting to you. <laughs> because to be honest, she had already accused. Me. Oh, it's a whole bunch of stuff. This this lady. And you supposed I came up in the age that you were supposed to re supposed to uh respect your teachers. So everyone, yeah. Right. You were supposed to respect them. And so when she was doing things, I don't know if I was looking for a way out or looking for help or what. All I know is first of all, I got tired of second grade getting beat by the first grade, meaning my mama. Cause we could never do anything towards holidays. And we doing a cold winter's night, and she just barely putting our stuff up there, just giving us a bare effort. And my mama don't went through somebody cotton field and made snow and put it on the door and everything. <laughs> and she did. My mom made a Christmas tree out of out of pure cotton, like unrefined cotton. 
I'm sitting wow. here going like, I'm like, why can't we be my mama? The second graders can't get beat by first graders. That's just unheard of. Ah. And all first graders we getting beat by? Because my mom and, and Miss Mayo was talented on art stuff, and she was too. It's just that her religion didn't require her to do that. And her religion was against that. Wasn't no birthday mm. parties coming up. You had to give cake, but it couldn't be like birthday cake or nothing because, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses didn't sell birthday. Yeah. You know, I was asking someone the other day, what is their belief on birthdays? Because they do celebrate. I mean, they don't celebrate birthday, but they know the year they were born. They know, they know how old they are and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So what is it with birthdays? I have no clue, but I'm gonna ask somebody because I know a couple. I know a couple of them. I gotta ask because it could be yeah. Something that, um. I, that puzzled me, and I said it the other day. I said, you know, my my they don't do all of everything, but they know when their birthday is. So that means yeah. that they know something. So I yeah, wanted then, to know the real scripture in it. I actually will. I probably yeah. will ask because I know some. I'm really good yeah. friends with 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 those who are Jehovah Witnesses. So I might ask, because I learned now not to be like, you know, um, be cuckoo for Judgmental and and try to tell them what. Well, that's why I'm not judgmental. And I think that's what gets me in trouble a lot of times. I'm not, I don't become judgmental of other people's beliefs to a certain extent, because to me, I believe in the separation of church and state. Translate, Mm -hmm. that may be what you believe. I ain't got to believe what you got to believe. Exactly. I've always been curious go. on why people believe what they believe. So. Yes, I wanted to, yes, that's a part of it too, understanding, not shunning them, but right. understanding, you know, what they believe. They're one, 144,000 going to heaven. I mean, all of oh, that, I'm, they got to have scripture for it, you know, but yeah. their belief and my belief is different. So Exactly. And see, yeah, that's so. where offenses come in because you can offend a Jehovah Witness like you, like, as a kid, oh, yeah. not knowing, I'm, see, and most people didn't know me, like, I was, I call, I was a hybrid kid, because I really don't know what, because, A, my parents went to the AME, and that's Methodist, African Episcopal Church. My dad was, went, he was actually raised CME, which that's, like, a little bit different, but not too much, but my grandmother then was, I noticed them living, being in the Baptist church, but her grandfather, her, I'm excuse me, her father planted Kojic churches. Her father, yeah, I think her father, yeah, he, he and his grandfather planted uh, Church of God in Christ churches. So that translate. I was a hybrid. Mm. I was sanctified. I was a sanctified light. I didn't even know it. <laughs> so you got I both. Just, re- I mean, you got all the religions. Oh, <laughs> I got practically everybody's. Uh, because a sanctified didn't do that either. So. It was weird because my parents let me go to, like, two places, and that's it. And I'm like, why are we not? We didn't get into all that either. Like, holidays was was a big thing. Like, I made it a big thing, and they realized my mom made a big thing because she taught. And so every holiday was special because all of them were teachers. Like, most of the most of my aunts and uncles were teachers. So, of course, okay. that's their – so holidays and events were special. But also, they were all sanctified. So certain things, like, my mom never – my mom grew up, she didn't listen to secular music. My dad, on the other hand, that's why I know the blues. Oh. So it's different. So I was, I was 
but yeah, it's you also got two, like a couple words there. <laughs> like you have to learn. Like you don't know what it took years to understand. Because Mama be like, well, you know, Mama said she knows she liked music, but she wasn't into music. And then oh, she'll see Cheryl with my the baby sister. Grandma them let her do everything, so they be like, oh, you let the baby get the girl do just about everything. Because I think they gave up. <laughs> yeah, I so why they were like, mm, yeah, that's that, I mean, but we all, way. right, because it was funny because Mama said growing up they didn't listen to secular music. And I'm sitting there thinking like, but, you know, in my only mind, gospel? Like, well, only gospel. Yeah. Yeah, and I said I just thought because they lived in Camden, Arkansas, and the only thing they probably heard was country on the radio, and who won't listen to country every day? And okay, that <laughs> that's was all really they're used to, you know. So yeah, that really was that really was my mindset. It was like, well, y'all probably had one country station because y'all ain't got no blues playing now. But my dad was from Mississippi, so you know, blues. I could probably tell you pretty much. Oh, I could tell you a whole bunch of blues. I, I can tell you the anthology of blues and everything. Even though so he, he was um he was doing one writing and mommy was telling you that's not right. He, no, they but see here's the thing, they both made a decision of what they were gonna do. So <laughs> whatever the decision was, they made it. And I just had to buy by it. So I <laughs> I just realized there were Holidays. I didn't realize until my cousin and I were having a conversation when we got grown about Halloween, how we didn't celebrate it, but did. Like we did, en- they did enough to make us not feel like that we were left out. But yeah. we wasn't really. But also in the nineties, um, Holly Grove per se, they stopped having. We didn't have the kids going out after a while because the last big giant egg fight across town messed up so many. That was the end of Halloween as we knew it. Because then they had it where we had Happy Hallelujah Night. So half the time we were at the community center eating hot dogs. And it didn't bother us not uh, <laughs> doing a Halloween thing. Mm. They called it Happy Halloween, wow. Happy Hallelujah Night. Oh, yeah. I'm country. Happy. So instead of Halloween, it's Hallelujah Night. Mm-hmm. They, need so, to, they need to bring that back here with all that ghost stuff they're doing. Right, so, and, you know, yeah. trust me, when you get, and y'all know, I have another story where y'all know I don't do the ghost thing at all. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm sorry, mm-mm. I know. I, yeah, I nothing my, scary. Nothing scary, too. I I had scary living in my house. It was a clock. I had to talk about that one later. <laughs> and so the parent, I don't know. I, look, my folks are from Louisiana and Mississippi. Some things. You hear about Louisiana, like something Louisiana, like um oh god, what do they do? Voodoo is it voodoo or um it? depending voodoo hoodoo depending on the level of history they were born into. I think yes, I I was I'm, telling people. I mean, I told them. I said, listen, people in down south sometimes are they're deep into those things. And it's not on. I mean, to be honest, that's the reason why when certain I, I I will say certain words were been said, and I and I start twitching, or when somebody <laughs> says certain things because I know what that means. Yeah. And where I'm from, I know what that means. And okay, you not you know 
because there's a place where I'm from. Everybody know where that who who does what. And if you want something taken care of in that area, that's where you go. It's oh not. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. It is. It is. You know, I'm Christian. I stay away. I re- I'm not afraid of it, but I stay away right, from it all right. at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, and, and, right. It's scary. I understand. It's, it's scary because, like, I told some people, it's scary to me because I'm not afraid. But at the same time, it's not. It's it's not southern folklore. It's some real. It's some real deal stuff. And mm-hmm. you better be careful with the words you say because when I hear you say those words. <laughs> I'm ready to know the exactly blood and kick what your butt. Yes. Yeah, because yes, you know exactly what it means. I know exactly what it means and I'm like I'm trying to and I'm trying to let the person know like do you I'm asking for clarification or I would just cut off contact with you because I ain't had time to I don't have time for you being mm-hmm. stupid. I don't have time for you being spiritually stupid. Because that's where mm-hmm. but that's where I grew up and when you hear things or see things like I know some people I'm telling you they walk in a room I'm ready to go like time to go that person ain't right mm. and you know they're not mm. right when they walk in the mm-hmm. room it's like you a light film is that I, a I mean I remember they got years great, ago they I got spirits like I can remember one person my mama didn't have to say nothing I used to pick up on that real well I don't know why but I had this twitch like if, if something would come, like I feel something would go straight down my spine. My mom, them mm-hmm. all they know when they leave our house, I have vacuumed everywhere that person was, and I take the dirt and I throw it outside. <laughs> and my mom, them never even know what I. And they look at oh, me. Wow. And I would walk back in. I said, "Mom, mm-mm, something ain't right." Don't bring them back. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And they, wow. and that's the reason why we had a rule at our house: nobody went past the living room. My mama had okay. friends that were friends 30, 40 years. You know, they just saw the rest of the house because I let them in another week. Because <laughs> we had a rule in our house. You didn't go past the living room. You had to be a really good, I mean, family member. Since some of our family members don't even know how big our yes. house was. Exactly. Wow. All right. So, y'all know it's almost 10 o'clock. Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right. No, it's 11 o'clock, sis. Oh, look, I'm know. sorry, I went out behind y'all. Yes, <laughs> I'm 11 behind. So, y'all, tonight, I'm just, you know, I just hope this lesson and, you know, I really hope that we, we learn and we grow uh, in this lesson. So let us pray because I'm going to close this out. Um, Father God, right now, as we go forward, Father God, I just thank you for once again for us to come together in one accord, Father God. And, Father God, thank you as you go through these lessons of offenses and forgiveness that you are going to, that we will learn and we will grow and we will under, and we will be healed. So, God, I thank you for what this is, what, what you're about to do and what's about to come. And, God, I just thank you for the miracles and the blessings that are coming, coming about as we go forth in these next couple of weeks, God. So I just got to give you praise. And Lord. I give you all the honor and all the praise because God is only through you. And God, right now, as we collect, we repent, Father God. If we have done anything yes, that's Lord. offensive on this line or offensive against one another, because God, we want to be reconciled to you. And Father God, there's probably one of us that we're having relationships that we probably that 
if we seek to reconcile, we want that door to be open and not hindered, Father God. So, Father yes, God, we need to repent on this line, Father God. Oh God, right now we and God, we ask you as we as we learn Search to forgive, as we learn mm. to forgive, Father God, we're asking you to remove the offenses, and as we go forth and as we learn how to forgive and how to get will, healed of soul wounds, that God just give us a level of grace that covers us as we learn and just allow the Holy Spirit to work through us as we lead these sessions, Father God. So God, I thank you. And I praise your name tonight, Father God. I bless your name because there's no one like you. So tonight we bless a blessing. No one like you, Lord. No one like as a blessing as in number six. Number six chapter, starting at the 24th verse. May the Lord bless and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. And the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. God bless you, sis. Talk to you later. God bless you, sis. Have a wonderful night. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. God bless, sis. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night. Anybody else on the line, just me and you. I don't know. God bless, sis. God bless, sis.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.